Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Storytelling Podcast Week's live episode for May, Celebrating Asian Voices. We are so excited to be here with you today, so hello and welcome. My name is Norma Jean Belenke. I'm the head of events here at Podbean. I'm going to read our brief intro, and then I will hand it off to our host, Matsi Dapo. So hello and welcome. Oh. Hello. <laughs> hello and welcome everyone <laughs> welcome to Storytelling Podcast Week and our May Roundtable celebrating Asian voices hosted by Matsi Dapul of the Hainai Podcast with special guests Lee Wihara of House of NYC and one of the founders of the Asian American Podcast Association and John Ju, creator and host of the Water Margin and Romance of the Three Kingdoms Podcast showcase the history and tradition of Chinese literature. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Storytelling Podcast Week has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and storytellers from scripted fiction and nonfiction podcasts from around the world, across our world, and our imaginations. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Storytelling Podcast Week podcast, so make sure to check those out. Storytelling Podcast Week is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. And now we'll hand it off to our host of this live stream, Betsy Doppel of the Hainai Podcast. Hello. Welcome, everyone. I hope you're all having a good day, a good Monday. Um, I don't know if there, if you all feel the same, but I usually feel more energized on Mondays just because <laughs> I've hit like the new day. How about you? Are you a Garfield or are you <laughs> something else? <laughs> you know, I, I like to take Mondays off biorhythmically. I feel like Mondays are a good time to take off, but who can do that, right? We live on a <laughs> Saturday, Sunday schedule, but if I had mm -hmm. my wish... <laughs> It would be the the Mondays off. How about you, John? Yeah, I feel you, Lee. Uh, pretty, <laughs> yeah, Mondays are not the not my favorite days of the week. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, um, it's so lovely to have both of you. And I'll just like I have some questions for everybody, but obviously, like if we get on a tangent, it'll be very fun because the tangents are usually where the, where the the really juicy stuff comes. But first of all, I'll ask. Um, each of you, um, please tell me a little bit about your podcast or, or what you're working on right now and how you got into podcasting. Um, who would like to go first? Because it's a democracy here. I'll go. And then, John, when you get bored, you could cut me off and jump in with your stuff. <laughs> that's a lot. Like, the, there, there are a lot of things to touch upon based on what you said, Monty. So let's see if I remember the last thing. How did we get started? So my main show that I do independently from uh, Asian American Podcasters Association or AAP is House of Lee NYC. And it's basically a show about nothing. I share life's random hacks, how-tos, DIYs, and tips for easier life, right? So for example, one of my favorite episodes happens to be how to spread cold butter on toast without ripping the bread right? We all like, do I speak somebody's language out there? Because that's my language. And so yes. <laughs> you have to listen. I think it's episode 69, y'all. But anyway, then you wanted to know what was the other thing? Oh, how I got started in podcasting. Is that right? 
um like tell us a little bit about yeah your podcast and yeah um just yeah tell us a little bit more about your podcast or if that's um if that's like the general gist we can ask john and then like go on to another sure, fun sure, question sure. perfect perfect so basically i started my podcast like everyone else we had the idea and then you let time go by. And then finally, I basically started it with no idea what the title was, no idea what it was going to be about. A friend was a friend was supposed to come over that night. I had everything set up and we were going to do a podcast. And she blew me off in a most unsavory way. And I thought, you know what? I have it, everything set up. Let me just look at the last thing I did on YouTube and go with it. And here we are. So I am living proof. You do not have to be perfect. You, you can just start talking. John. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, so uh, my podcast, uh, right now I'm working on actually finishing up uh, the Water Margin podcast, which is um, where I tell retell uh, the classic Chinese novel, The Water Margin. Um, so I'm getting ready to put out the last episode uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, which will be 135 episodes. And then before that, uh, before that, I uh, produced the Romance of the Three Kingdoms podcast, which is kind of the same general idea, but retelling the story of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is also another one of the Chinese classics. Um, so as far as uh, how I got into podcasting, so I think it was like 2014 and my daughter was born the year before. So for that entire year, I just had baby brain and, you know, didn't really do a whole lot, you know, like I, I used to do, you know, like some freelancing work and things like that. And I kind of you know, gave all that up um, during that year, uh, just had no mental capacity for it. Uh, and then around 2014, I uh, started to get some of that back and started looking for a creative outlet. And I started thinking about what I could do. And, you know, podcasting was something that I had been interested in since the uh, probably the early aughts. So I thought, oh, maybe I could do a podcast. And then, you know, it was just a matter of, okay, what do I want to podcast about? And obviously, you know, uh, you naturally think about your heritage and you go, okay, maybe I could do something about China. Well, what can I do about China? Um, you know, there were already like Chinese history podcasts out there that, you know, were doing a much better job than I could ever do. Uh, so I, but I remember, you know, as a child growing up in China and, you know, just being immersed in, these great uh, classic works of literature and stories and characters. Um, and I thought, huh, maybe I could share that, you know, with, um, you know, with people. So that's how I got started. That's awesome. <clears throat> For both of you, that's awesome. Because um, on Lee's side, I, I totally know the feeling of like kind of just starting and then just doing it and then kind of like stumbling your way into success. I think a lot of podcasters can relate to that. Um, you find something that works and it might work better than um, somebody who's like expecting, like really expecting to go in like with their multi, like like thousands of dollars of budget. <laughs> it's like, it's a whole other thing. There's a different vibe to podcasting. And with, and with John, um, I, Absolutely. Like I, I, I kind of like you are so inspiring because I kind of want to do that for a lot of like classic works that I grew up with. And especially like um, not I mean, not just like, you know, 
the way they're presented, like a lot of people don't really appreciate like just how like compelling these stories can be when they're presented in such an academic way sometimes. So it's amazing what you're doing, kind of like sharing these in a space like podcasting where a lot of younger people especially are listening now. So that's like, but it's all ages. So that's really awesome. Um, yeah. And I wanted to ask uh, because we are all actually... Um, from the Asia Pacific, I would say, like we have backgrounds that are API, a, um, a, sorry, I immediately forgot what it stands for, even though I like um, Asian American Pacific Islander, if that's correct. Yes, um, ding, ding, we ding, all have. That's right. <laughs> I, oh, almost there. Um, my brain is almost caught up. But yes, um, yeah, we all have like that kind of background and in anything our backgrounds influence us in a lot of ways so how would you say that being um asian asian american or any or like your background has influenced the way you do podcasting or your stories and or the way you present yourself john you want to go first yeah yeah sure um so i mean obviously you know my podcast you know draw upon my you know cultural background um and you know the, what i'm sharing the stories i grew up with you know in china uh, that's, that's one way, obviously. Um, and then also, you know, just having that um, kind of background, uh, you know, I'm able to bring cultural and historical context to these stories and characters uh, to make them more accessible. And that is, you know, that was one of my goals when I started podcasting, uh, because these um, some of these works of literature can be hard for people who did not grow up with them to uh, get into. Uh, you know, they're you know, hundreds or thousands of names. Um, they, there are tons of, you know, cultural and historical references uh, that, you know, if you didn't know them, you have no idea what they mean. Um, and so one of the things I do, you know, when, during my podcast is when I, when I reach, when I hit one of these references, you know, I might take like a two minute diversion and just explain, okay, here's what that means, you know. Um, and then of course, um, you know, one thing I try to do on my podcast is you know, just to pronounce the names correctly. Um, and, I, you know, and I think that is, you know, an important part of it. Uh, and also, I think when you pronounce names correctly, they it makes actually makes the names easier to follow. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Um, how about you, Lee? Well, I'm half Japanese and I lived in Japan and I had to learn how to speak Japanese the hard way because my father did not speak to me. And so in terms of my personal show, which is a fun show about nothing, uh, sometimes random things come up such as maybe food. So there's a segment I have called Hot Spots in New York City. And some of them happen to be Japanese restaurants, right? Uh, but I do talk about living in Japan occasionally when it's connected to the topic at hand. And I think that that happens to all of us, right? We, we bring in our life experiences and we don't have to be Asian American or Pacific Islanders to do that with our shows. But because we are focusing on that today, I would say I do talk about sushi and ramen because I love them. And my favorite character, oh, do you know this character? Uh, this is my favorite cultural reference, Gure Tama. Oh, I love Guretama. Guretama stands for, well, it means lazy egg, literally. Yeah. This egg is so lazy. He personifies like, meh, 
not today, you know, and his favorite thing is taking a nap with the piece of uh, piece of bacon as his blanket. And so uh, lucky for me, he's Japanese. He's from the company Sanrio, right? So I get to reference him a lot. And so, but I don't know if that's necessarily an Asian American thing or if it's just a Gudetama, you know, hardcore fan thing. Did I answer the question thoroughly or did, am, I listening, am I leaving anything out? <laughs> I think you absolutely did. And I love okay. Gudetama as well. Um, I believe they describe Gudetama as the, um, the voice of a, of, of a generation. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think just about on the cusp of like the end of millennial, like millennials claimed him before <laughs> before yes, the Gen yes. did. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, that's very much uh, relatable. And yeah, um, I'll also just answer this question because um, I want to say like so. Uh, for ours, Hainai podcast, it is kind of different. It's a horror podcast and it's a drama podcast. But in that way, uh, even the title Hainai um, references Filipino, my Filipino roots, and I'm, which I'm really proud of. And a, a, the main character is Filipino. Um, she references a lot of Filipino like horror elements, of which there are like a lot. So even though the adventures take place in Toronto, which is where the podcast takes place, um, we we tend to like put in a lot of really fun um like side stories or like backstories for this character where she encountered like multiple um a, an unbelievable amount of um filipino monsters so it kind of like gets inserted in a little bit and yeah and i think it's like really great i mean like it is a funny question to ask like how does your background influence you i'm like that's you know <laughs> of course it influences you that's literally all you know but it's always interesting because I think because everyone has such different backgrounds, like even if you're just stating the fact of your life, a lot of people will be like, oh, that's so different from my own life. And it's a good way for people to understand and like get a good insight. So that's really good to know. And um, yeah, like <laughs> I definitely like uh, relate to that quite a bit. And um, I do also want to say, um, uh, sorry, I do want to go on to the next question, but the, but also kind of. But wait, can you know, I if ask you... you a question? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay. So your show is about horror and scary stories. And is that, uh, there, is that representative of some of Filipino culture? Because, and is that, tell us about that. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, I got the entry flipped on myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, just um, I, I do think it is like it maybe not everybody is into horror, but I do think horror is a little more popular as a genre in the Philippines than, let's say, um, I guess the U.S. or like other countries like it has a good amount of um, horror uh, culture in it. Um, I We all had like we all have a ghost story. And even like the most skeptical people will have a ghost story, um, whether or not they believe it, it's a fun way to kind of relate to each other. Like, oh, all the buildings are old, therefore they're haunted. We have a lot of old churches and therefore those are haunted. And we also have a long history of um, Filipino monsters and folklore. So like those are super interesting. I know of many like Japanese like um, monsters as well and Chinese monsters. So it's like it's it's always something that interests me. And I think the Philippines has like a rich history of it as well. Um, but yeah, like so I think it's part of the culture that I really love to dive into of, you know, but everyone has like a very full cultural background. So this but is just a you... specific part of it. 
When you say everyone has a ghost story, do you mean what? What do you mean by that? <laughs> um, whenever like we would come together and just tell like a creepy story, everyone has, chimes in with something, whether it's from their hometown because everyone goes to a hometown that's kind of out in the out in the like the bo the boonies and everyone has like or it's from their school which was like super old and super creepy or from the hospital because those are also really old <laughs> it's like it's because a lot of the buildings we used to work live and like live everyday life in are so old and not very well taken care of so i think it leads to that quite a bit but yeah um yeah so i'll just go on to the next one um it's uh this one might be really interesting for 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 um John to answer as well because it has to do with um, literature canon. Ooh. <laughs> and I, I do want to like, I think you answered a little bit of this, but I do want to like kind of uh, spotlight you for this question um, first. Um, as Appy creators, we come from many countries that have their own storytelling traditions and like literature canon and stuff like that. So, what storytelling traditions or themes? Are you excited about sharing that may not be like super popular or showcased within media storytelling? Because, you know, we are all like communicating to very global and or Americanized audience. So like what are some kind of traditions or yeah, like um, uh, ideas that are very Chinese for you, John? And of course, like Japanese for you, Lee, um, that are unique that you want to share more of? <clears throat> um, yeah, sure. So. I can talk about you know, one tradition that I drew uh, inspiration from when I was conceiving my podcast. Um, and it's that there is this you know, long Chinese tradition of oral storytelling, right? It started down like about a thousand years ago. Um, you have you know, professional storytellers who you know work in tea houses, uh, marketplaces, or entertainment centers and such. You know, they would just, you know, be there every day and, you know, and they just, you know, regale the crowd with uh, oral storytelling. Uh, and then when I was growing up in China um, in the 80s, right, that tradition kind of carried over um, to the radio. And I remember when I was growing up, uh, you know, every day around lunchtime, everybody would just kind of stop what they're doing and gather around the radio and listen to, uh, you know, the storyteller who comes on and for the next 30 minutes, you know, um, you know, retell the next chapter in the Three Kingdoms or the Water Margin or some other classic Chinese work. Um, and, you know, and so that was uh, something that definitely had an impact on me uh, that I definitely remember vividly. And to me, you know, podcasting was kind of a very natural continuation of that tradition of storytelling. Um, and so uh, when I th thought about, you know, how do I want to approach this podcast? Um, I definitely kind of took inspiration from like the style, uh, kind of the conversational style, the, um, you know, just the, some of the mannerisms and the ways that those storytellers adopted. Um, and then as far as like themes go, uh, you know, one thing about, you know, Chinese storytelling, obviously it's, um, it's very much, you know, pointing back to um, historical events and, you know, making references to, you know, this or that uh, previous character or historical figure or that event, and then you know drawing parallels and you know, and part of thing I'm trying to do is kind of through my podcast give the listeners um, an understanding of those um, events, those characters, um, so that when they hear it, when they encounter it, they understand its meaning. Uh, so. 
That's honestly awesome. And I think that's like super helpful as well because a lot of like when the context is lost, a lot of people just don't appreciate how, especially how funny or how, you know, like relevant or even like if there's romance, how romantic a gesture is, you know, without like mm-hmm. the proper context. So I think that's really good and it's really wonderful. And you bring up like radio as well because it's so funny when um, just uh, when I presented this podcast to my family of like various like generations, the older ones were like, oh my gosh, it's just like the radio we used to listen to when we were kids. And these are like people in their um, like 50s to 70s. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's a nice way to kind of, you know, bridge the gap because podcasting Mm -hmm. is still seen as a new medium and but it's basically just like the revival of radio, which is cool. Uh, how about you, Lee? Okay, so what is the specific question? Because I feel like we've gone all over the place. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like, are there any specific, like, storytelling traditions and or, um, you know, like, um, methods from, like, your your background <laughs> that uh, you've taken inspiration from? Um, and I mean, if it's like kind of a little bit of a dense topic, you can kind of, even if it's just something that inspired you when you were younger, um, it's, you know, so anything. there are storytelling traditions in Japan, like Kabuki, for example, and Rakugo, and I, I do none of those. <laughs> I'm just like, this happened to me and here I'm going to share it with you. <laughs> <laughs> that is I mean, fair. I think, I, I think there's like uh, one f- Japanese uh, fairy tale, but I don't think that's the right word. Maybe legend or something. Uh, maybe you can share with me what you think it's called. But it's like Momotaro is this uh, boy who was born from a peach, and he's really strong, and he's. And he, and he, um, this old couple who could never have kids gets Momotaro. I think they find him in a, in a creek or something. And so he, he's like this little boy, but he's so strong and he's such a good little boy. Like he helps his mom and dad and things and the adventures he goes on. Uh, And that's the extent of storytelling in terms of Japanese traditions that I know of. I'm sure I, I'm. I could come up with others, but you know, it's a fairy tale. So I don't know that I can really answer this question like John can, because his show is based on lore and things. So I'm going to just have to give John the <laughs> expert answerer hat for this one. <laughs> no problem. Absolutely. And yeah, like, I feel like that question was tailor made for John. So it's like, <laughs> like, what about you guys? Um, No, but um, I can answer a little bit just because um, right, we already, like, Ashley already, yeah. Ashley already kind of covered like the answer in another one, which is like, the 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 scary storytelling is like part of it. it is like its own tradition and also i think like the radio thing is something i realized was a common thing back in like that like in the uh 70s and 60s um before like the 80s was a boom in like film and then it died out um and yeah like i i think it's still very common because there are a lot of filipino horror people that i've been meeting ever since i started this podcast and it's it's such a unique 
thing, especially just not just in the Philippines and Southeast Asia in general, we have some nasty, nasty monsters. <laughs> and everyone's like, how, why is this? Like, what happened like along the way down to Southeast Asia that like made these nasty monsters? And I'm like, oh, can you give us know. an example of one? Like, I would love to learn. Like, what what's like the the one we should all know and what does this monster do or represent, you know, how can we, oh. so that we can reference this monster and culture, you know, just every day. I would love to know. <laughs> it's uh, the most fun one, I think, is the Manananggal. It's kind of hard to say, but like Manananggal just means... Okay, remove, wait, wait, like... wait. Could you, could you say that a little more slowly for those <laughs> of us who like, what? So it's Manananggal. And, okay, mm -hmm. and it's basically like uh, uh, usually woman she removes her the, her upper half of her body from her lower half and she flies around um, and she looks for babies to eat so <laughs> that's the I don't know if you like expected to hear about that in this in this interview but. no but like so do do parents threaten their kids with certain oh, very much so absolutely they come after you kind of thing absolutely like that? they do yes and it's also just um I think a lot of the monsters are like based on fears around uh, around like reproduction because it's like baby monsters and monsters who eat babies and <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, just that's kind of like my short foray into what what makes up Filipino horror. But yeah, they're they're fun though. Like they are very unique. I think not just the Philipp the Philippines, but like the general Southeast Asian population. Wow. And yeah, um, yeah. Can, so oh, sorry. Can go we on. ask John? Can we ask John? Uh, what what is a popular monster in, in China? China. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I I just thought of something, but for Japan. But uh, John, what what do you what have you got for us? <laughs> oh, let's see, popular monster in China. Um, well, you know, there's you know a, a well known story about a uh, white bone demon, um, mm -hmm. who uh, you know is you know who basically like suck your blood and uh take your form um Ooh. and um yeah and then um of course you know there's always like tales of like fox demons who you know assume the shape the the um the appearance of like beautiful women and blah blah, blah you know that kind of thing yeah so, mm -hmm. yeah i think it's also a thing in uh japanese uh mythology as well right like that's a shared mm -hmm. thing yes, between the two gotta watch out for those foxes and then like the <laughs> word oni is like not devil but demon you know you have to watch out for the oni but that's it that's all i have on that <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair I, I i do enjoy some some japanese stories like the kuchisake ona i don't know if you've heard about that one uh she's like she's got her like her 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 smile like she, like the joker essentially like this open smile. Anyway, let's like, go back on track a little bit. I'm sorry. But yeah. Um, but yeah um, so the next question is, um, I think I will ask this specific one. Uh, I think I'll just kind of reframe this question a little bit because it just says, what lived experience do you want to share? But that's kind of a little too broad. I would say more like, is there any story from your experience in podcasting? Is there any particular story that you want to share that was like, like, in a meta, you know, not not in like the story, not in the podcast itself, but like your experience. Like, was there an unusual or unique or even really positive experience ever since you started the podcast that you want to like chat about a little bit? I would say, you know, there's not necessarily a specific uh, instance, but you know, one thing that really 
uh, you know, gives me joy and helps me keep, you know, stay motivated is when I get emails from listeners who say, yeah, either say, you know, thank you. You know, I, I like, I've been interested in these uh, things for years, but I just could never get into them. But then, you know, your podcast uh, helped me, you know, provide that bridge for me to get into them or, you know, people who write and say, I remember, um, you know, my parents, you know, telling me these stories when I was little. Um, but then, you know, like, like it could be like, I think they, you know, they're Asian American. So maybe they didn't have like the, this, they weren't as immersed in it, um, you know, once they get older, but now, you know, when they discover the podcast, they, you know, it kind of just brought back the memories and, you know, for me, like, I love like stories like that. Um, I just love the stories that my listeners share. Um, and then also just seeing where, where my listeners are, you know, they you know, could be anywhere from like, you know, New York, California, um, middle of Kentucky, um, you know, or, you know, like, um, Scotland or, you know, just places that you're like, Oh, cool. I have people, I have somebody in Scotland, that's, you know, getting really getting into these stories. So. Yeah. I, I love that. It's, it's, um, I believe like the first time somebody said they liked their podcast, I was like, okay, we have to make a hundred more episodes <laughs> just for this one person. <laughs> and yeah, like, uh, I, I, I did one of those things where you look at the, the ratings on Apple podcasts and I was like, oh, we're number two in fiction in Iceland. <laughs> so it's like one of those things like Iceland, well, they have great taste. Uh, how about you, Lee? Yeah, I don't, I I don't know if I'm listened to in Iceland. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you never know. It's like it's all you it's embedded know, right? into the like into <laughs> right, the right. analytics or something. Yeah. Uh, I just forgot the question totally, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, mean, I have an answer for it. You're asking all these like really hearty, meaty questions and I, I got bupkis <laughs> for you. I don't know if I'm the right guest for this, but no, no, I mean <laughs> what okay, I, okay. you know what I can tell you to, to piggyback mm -hmm. off John is that it is so exciting to get listener feedback. So if anyone's watching, reach out to your favorite podcast host and and send them a nugget. And in that vein, there was I got so excited one time because Somebody used the speak pipe on the website to call in, right? And they were calling in from Japan. I was like, oh my gosh. I like that's got amazing. so excited. So uh, that's my answer. <laughs> no, that's that's that is exactly the correct. That is actually an, okay. uh, exactly an answer. No worries. You 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 remember the question, I think, like perfectly. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. Oh my gosh. And yeah, like um, I I guess like just from an outsider perspective, I've been seeing a lot of like different people who are like in Japan who are like trying to share like a lot of the cult because you know it used to be very um closed off until a certain point so like it's actually amazing to see everyone kind of both trying to share and trying to like get more in into the country in terms of culture but yeah um and here is a very specific question for Lee it's just for you <laughs> um uh Lee tell us about the uh, Asian American Podcasters Association and the Golden Crane Awards yeah tell us a little bit about oh, that oh my goodness thank you so AAP Asian American Podcasters Association is one of the few nonprofit associations or organizations in the podcasting industry 
right now we're a nonprofit at the state level in New York, and we're one day going to get federal 501c3 status. We have to raise enough money to do that. But it is really in existence to support and showcase and encourage AAPI creators, content creators. And that's, that's, that's our mission, you know, just to give folks a reason to promote themselves authentically, of course. And then along came the idea for the Golden Crane Podcast Awards, because I feel that an association has an award show, they have a podcast, they have a conference, they have this, this and that, right? And so we were trying to put this uh, award show together a couple of years ago. And, you know, people thought we were crazy, but we did it. And I have to say that Podbean was a sponsor. So thank you, Podbean. Thank you so much for helping us because we're one of the few award shows that actually gives an award. Like we mailed it out. (laughs) And like, I have a, can I show you one? I just happen to have one sitting here only because it doesn't, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't have a home for me to Mm. put it somewhere. Uh, So it's just sitting on a chair near my uh, thing, but this is what it looks like from 2021. And uh, just so you know, I I noticed that as I was reaching for it, yes, I want to address the elephant in the room is I know there's a green glow. I tried to match the <laughs> pod being green, but green screen is limited. So there we are. Uh, but this oh, is what beautiful. the award looks like. Nice. This is one of the one year. Uh, oh, wait, this was this year. But uh, because, again, they don't have a home. I guess the home is the chair next to my dining table. That's where it is. <laughs> but this was the first one, which I really loved. Uh, and you tell me what you think. So it, it's, it was like this. That's beautiful. So it's crystal. Thank you. And um, it's um, Toujours Awards Company in L.A. We wanted to make sure that the awards maker uh, – was Asian or Asian American. And so he's uh, Chinese actually. So it was great to be able to put all that together. And Podbean was in the first year, such a great supporter of that. So thank you Podbean because of you, we were able to do this. And Mm -hmm. uh, just so you know, if you ever have an award show, uh, when you have international winners, you must a lot some money in the budget shipping, which we didn't realize shipping is like three times more than that yes so uh, than the award but anyway so (laughs) the really and the reason that the golden crane podcast award show is so great is because now that we have finished the second year we can now take those award winners and create our 31 AAPI podcasts for AAPI Heritage Month. So we were able to compile that list. And I think that when there's an award-winning tag attached to a show, people are more willing to listen. So my advice or nugget for folks watching and listening is to absolutely answer award nomination submission calls because you just never know. And if you don't put yourself out there, no one else is going to do it for you. And it's, it, 
even if you're just nominated, that nominee designation will give you so much more confidence to go out and, and open those doors and it opens doors for you. Right. Exactly. And yeah, like I think me and John are going to go and apply and <laughs> right, John. No. I, I, well, when she showed us yeah. the uh, trophies, I was like, Ooh, I want right. <laughs> right. Just like the idea of getting a physical trophy. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. In, awesome. in November, in November. We'll remember this. We'll remember this. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. Yeah. And like, that's such good work too. Cause I think like having a community is one of the ways and one of the reasons a lot of people continue podcasting. Cause I think like many people, everyone started podcasting around the pandemic. If like, obviously like many of you are veterans and it's, it's been a long time, but you know that there was like a boom in like podcast creating during the pandemic. And I think I know, even I know personally many people who fell off of that because the balance was like difficult and also just, finding an audience is difficult but like when there are like these kind of communities and awards and like all of these things where you find a specific not necessarily niche but like something that like matches what you are it makes it more of a community it makes you more motivated to keep going and i think that's amazing so yeah and can i, can I also mm -hmm. just add that uh co-founder andrew wong has compiled over time our AAPI show directory, which is on listen notes. And we have more than 780 podcasts somehow touched or created or produced or edited by AAPI creators. So you want to check that out. Mm -hmm. And if you're not listed, you know, send us an email so that Andrew can add you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll see if we're already there. And if we're not, um, me and John are going to be there. <laughs> And I'm just like roping John in here. Hey, John, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, okay. So this next one's, you know, uh, it's not it's not a sad question, but it is like a little more like serious. Like, what are the challenges that you have both run into um, with the work as in podcasting? Like, what are the biggest like um, hurdles that we've had to overcome? John, you want to go first? Yeah. Sure. Um... So, you know, at the beginning, it was just, you know, figuring out how to podcast, right? Just And I was just learning as I went along and uh, learning by trial and error. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things, I think every podcaster who's done it, you know, you go like, you get like 30, 40 episodes in, and you look back, oh, God, I wish I had done this thing, you know, from the beginning. Or I wish I invested a little more money in a better mic, right, to start, or, you know, that kind of thing, right? So... Um, but yeah, so that was the main challenge in the beginning. Uh, now it's mostly just kind of balancing the podcasting with my day job, um, family life and such. Uh, and, you know, I've done this for about eight years now. So I gotten, I figured out a schedule that works for me, uh, a frequency that works for me. So, yeah, so that's nice. Um, and then the last one, I guess, is just probably just finding ways to kind of reach new audiences. Um, you know, so this is not my primary means of income, so I don't have that pressure of like, oh, I need to, you know, constantly grow the podcast. Um, and I knew going in like, okay, you know, there's probably a limited size um, audience for this content, but, you know, it'll be, it, but, you know, as somebody who's creating work to be consumed, to be uh, heard, you know, you would always like to have more people discovering it. So it's just that. That's very true. Uh, how about you, Lee? 
Yes, and I'm going to do that thing where I ask you to restate the question so I can stay on point. <laughs> oh, no worries. Um, what are the biggest challenges and like hurdles you've run into while doing um, your work with uh, podcasting and the association? So I think one of the biggest challenges is being acknowledged and 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 really uh, not asking for a seat at the table, but more like, hey, when you have a conference, make sure there's there's inclusion and representation. And so that's challenging because the status quo doesn't really want to hear that at times. And so that's been an interesting observation to see who in the industry is amenable and open to, oh my gosh, of course, of course. Yes, yes, yes. We need, we need more representation and who is not very interesting. (laughs) And then in terms of challenges, I would say that the biggest challenge is is, is, well, encouraging AAPI creators is easy, but actually getting them to then take that step to put themselves forward. That is the challenge because being the model minority, you don't always speak up, right? Or uh, I just like just this weekend, I was at PodFest in, in Orlando and there was an AAPI creator and I was just like, come, come meet this person who you can do a collaboration with. And, and the individual is like, Oh no, 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 no. I was like, why? Like I'm introducing you do it. And so for those listening and watching this, uh, whenever, you know, four in the morning next Tuesday. So put yourself out there and, and there's always going to be fear and insecurity, but just put those to the side and do it anyway because you just never know and the main thing is put yourselves out there and by that I mean reach out say hello you know hey I have this idea what do you think you know there are ways to do it while being yourself you don't have to be as vocal as I am for example that's just I have a big mouth but not everybody does right so but in your own way be confident and own who you are and what you have to offer and I think that will go a long way. So that is a challenge that we see. Like, just go, push, little like little prompting. And so we're here for you, and we support your, your you all, meaning, uh, to, to put yourselves out there. You know, highlight yourself. So, Absolutely. I totally agree. And I, I love how, like, every question you turn into, like, this rallying call for, like, Asian <laughs> Asian creators and like Asian American creators in in podcasting, which is beautiful. I think like a lot of people need to hear it. And uh, yeah, like I just want to like quickly answer the question. It's the same like, John, please teach me your ways because I am running into that issue of like, oh, I got to balance my work and also making the podcast. And I mean, it's done. We, we're able to do it. It's just that, you know, doing it is <laughs> stressing us out every single time. So but yeah, I, I think like we're still a baby podcast, so we're we're probably gonna figure it out in a year. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, and okay. So another question, I, I kind of want to get through all of these are really good, but I'll get through them before we end this session because we're about fifteen minutes off. But we that's a pl- plenty of time. Um, I want to ask like, what do you feel 
in terms of representation in podcasting and of course with happy representation um how does it feel it in podcasting compared to other media like tv and film like how would you compare it like are you seeing like a lot better representation here or um are you like do you think other um places are outpacing a little more or like kind of just or even just not even like how they compare but like thinking about what you've noticed about asian and asian pacific um representation in podcasting like how what do you think about that well so i i I think (laughs) that more people need to come out of the woodwork and here's the thing we we represent a very small slice of the pie and sliver i don't like the word pie but the, the but the chart the graph the numbers right but here's the thing there are more aapi creators than are are known about right because they're quiet they you know it, it's i for example again going to podfest i counted like with one hand those who you know looked kind of asian right and like it, where are we why aren't we going out like go out be heard be seen and that means go to the conferences go Go to where you can connect and collaborate. So, did I just get on a soapbox? Let me take it down. And John, what do you think? <laughs> um, you know, you know, I look out there and I definitely see. I think a lot more say AAPI voices in podcasting than I would encounter in the traditional media. Um, but I think you know the way I think about it is that with podcasting. There's there's such a low barrier of entry, right? Anybody can put a podcast out there, and the work. You know, I can put a podcast out there, and but the work, the investment, all of that is coming from me. What I would love to see more of is to have more of the big players, the more more of the media companies invest more um, resources in elevating um, AAPI voices. Mm-hmm. That's you know. I mean, I think I think it's good that we have, you know, that we are seeing so many, you know, API voices out there. But um, I think as podcasting becomes more of a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just need to. I think I'd love to see more investment from the people that have the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, and you bring up a good point too, because like podcasting, even though I do think it's still like very grassroots in a lot of ways, it is becoming like this big thing. Like you know, people like Marvel are getting into it, that kind of thing. Um, all the pod, like the all the um, late night talk show hosts are getting their podcasts, and only maybe one or two are like actually genuinely interested in doing podcasts. And yeah, I definitely agree. Like um, the the difference, not just in like. In, in a democratizing um, media like podcasting, you will see basically everybody kind of get in on it, but like the representation in who is being supported is a whole other thing. Um, so I definitely agree with that. And yeah, like I think similarly, um, a lot of the stories that I see that are not usually represented, whether it's like from um, like API or like BIPOC in general, um, or even like queer um, creators, like it, it, it has more variety in podcasts. And I do agree with John that I want to see more support for it. Um, but yeah, and here's a fun question. I think one of the last ones, but like a really fun one, which is, uh, can you shout out 
other creators in the space that you're really excited about or even just like even if not necessarily in the space but somebody you feel very strongly about that needs more love uh who do you like who are the, who are cool who are the cool kids and who do you want to shout out so I'm going to refer to two items. One is our Asian podcast festival where we invite showrunners to submit for an appearance to record a live episode in front of people, like a true festival, right? And so there was one, I mean, we had several. We had Tuckered Out with Ami Tucker. We had Twins Talk It Up with David Suck Brown and Danny Suck Brown. They're twins, actually, identical twins. Uh, we had Taiwan Know Why. They're in Taiwan. It's a comedy show. Uh, but we also, there. there's Under the Radar podcast by uh, Celine Teo Blocky. And then Homo Ground, which is a music podcast by um, Casper, and she works for Air Media. But they're, they're um, and then and Andy Wong's uh, podcast, Jim. Uh, let's see if I'm leaving anything else out. Oh, and then, you know, according to our, oh, the unofficial official story, that's a fun comedy show with AAPI showrunners. But then, you know, we also have our 31 shows, the Affirmation Pod by Josie Ong. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't like affirmations, right? And then we have the OG, the Ken Fong podcast, Asian America. And then we have so many more. We have a whole list. Uh, but John, what, what do you think? Hmm. Um, so, uh, my recs are all like podcasts guy have some tangential connection to like the areas I'm interested in. So, um, so one that I have loved for a long time is the Seneca podcast, um, by Kaiser Guo and Jeremy Gokorn. Um, they, you know, there is a great long running show about kind of contemporary news in China, news and culture in China. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, they're, they're great. They're funny. Um, and you know, it's one of those podcasts that you know, started in their living room. Right. I, I love, I just love like podcasts that have like, you know, roots <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. and then, uh, and then I guess another rec, um, it was, uh, you know, has to do with the, the storytelling aspect of it. And it's the myth and legends podcast. Um, so, you know, this really good storytelling, uh, you know, covering everything from fairy tales to like fables and legends, and they pull it, uh, they pull their source material from a wide range of cultures. So when we were talking about like ghost stories earlier, and I, you know, it kind of reminded me, I think like, oh, I think I actually remember um, hearing about some of those uh, ghost stories um, on this podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's another recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love myths and legends, as you can probably tell. So I'm just like, I, I feel like I've heard their name mentioned yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. This I think they started out like as like a indie operation, and then they kind of hit it big, uh, big age, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, so, I love that. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, I mean, here's here's the thing. I'm a fraud because I don't listen to as many podcasts as you would think. Being here. Um, interviewing you guys but um, yeah I, I will recommend um, there is somebody she used to be part of this like YouTube channel and then she made her own YouTube channel and she does podcasting um, her name is Sapphire Sandalo and she is um, yeah oh you know Sapphire she's Please. a Golden Crane Award winner oh Oh my gosh, I should have known this. I'm like, I, f I feel like I follow her on things and I just miss out on like some of the things that she posts about. But yeah, um, I actually just like chatted with her on like a new episode, like a 
about last week or two weeks ago. So that's going to come out soon. Hopefully, um, we'll see. Um, and yeah, like, obviously, I, it, it's very clear that the ones I'm like mentioning are all like Filipino podcasters, because I'm just like, that's the space that I'm kind of seeing more of. Um, but yeah, um, I think Oh my gosh, I'm trying to think of like other ones. I'm really bad at remembering these things, but yeah, my my podcasting experience is more like the things I'm very interested in, and the things I'm very interested in are so niche. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I would recommend like uh, different um, horror podcasts, <laughs> but also um, one that I recently found out about was uh, I don't think, but I don't think I should recommend or I should recommend it, but it's probably not in english which is a uh campfire stories ph i'll just chat them out um anyway <laughs> a lot of people like a lot of like whenever i ask this question i always think like i'm never gonna remember everyone i want to shout out like i'm never gonna have a full list so the fact that lee like just started listing everybody off her head she's like oh i don't remember this question but i remember every single person that in my <laughs> in my wait, catalog wait, of wait, creators you know but but in your defense you don't have to come up with a list, right? Like, uh, of anybody of us, I should be coming up with the list, right? Mm -hmm. And and if I can throw out another one, mm -hmm. it's called Saints Podcast by Eric Huang, where he goes, because this is kind of related to you guys, he goes through, like, different saints of time, you know? And so... Mm -hmm. I don't know if like there are any like horror saints or scary saints, <laughs> but maybe that's uh, anyway. But so I don't feel bad that you're not. It's you know what? It's like that question. What's your favorite book? Uh, <laughs> don't ask that question. Nobody likes that question. You know, it, it puts people on the spot. So I think we've we've mentioned the sprinkling of shows. Have we not? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, um, this last question, I think we already covered it a little bit. So let's just kind of use it as an excuse to kind of like jump into the last things you want to ask each other. But um, we already asked, we already talked about how we want to see. So how do we see podcasting and overall media evolve as we move into more exclusive represent, inclusive representation? We kind of like talked about it a little bit, like how we want to see more representation specifically in the podcasting space like more funding for like um asian um uh aapi creators and everything um but how what other things do you see even if it's not just in podcasting like in terms of representation like specifically and doesn't even just have to be general um aapi representation like what do you want to see more represented in like um different media and different spaces like just from your own interests from your own perspective like what is something you want to see more of i think in the future more just more just more <laughs> like more more api representation like what do you mean by that like uh i mean we all i, I think the answer is we want to see more right so mm -hmm. but uh is there like uh something more detailed about your question Ooh. Hmm. um like you know <laughs> you know that's a that's a good that's a good question um maybe something about um what topics or like what specific types of podcast or or other media would you like to see more of in the future like what what do they cover like or like, for example, for me, it'll just be something like I would love to see more podcasts that deal with Filipino mythology because that's my whole thing. Um, but, you know, like very specific things like that you think that is either 
too niche that you would like to see more of or something that you find is underrepresented in media? Um, well, I think there should be a show dedicated to boba or bubble tea. And I wonder, <laughs> if there, you know, yes. if there is one, right? Or, you know what would be yes. great is, uh, I don't know about you, but I am a rice snob. And Ooh. I would love someone to just compare the, I would love someone to compare the different types of rice, you know, just the culturally, like what kind of rice do they eat in the Philippines versus like the rice patties in Japan or like Chinese rice? I, mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, rice, you can just eat so That's much with, no? I, I love, I love these topics. And I just want to say like, Bob, like milk tea is the favorite drink of my of my protagonist because it is my favorite mm -hmm. drink and i i've like dabbled with the idea of just making a whole show where i just go around toronto like trying new milk tea and just being like this is good anyway <laughs> just just as an excuse to do more milk tea stuff um but yeah sorry john how about you i feel like you had like a question ready from the get-go and are just like <laughs> oh no I, I, had, I had no i had i had nothing um <clears throat> Uh, so what was the question? Um, what would I like to see more of? <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> yeah, in like media, in general, in like whether right. it's podcasting or something, or like film, TV, even games, anything like that. Right. Um, hmm. I mean, I, I would say, you know, taking source material from a wider range of cultures, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, whether it's video games or, um, you know, for instance, like there's some idea, you know, like, with something like the water margin, um, you know, like I would, I would love to see that turn into a video game. I think like, oh, that'd be a great video game. Like, I mean, there have been video games, but you know, not like the kind of video games that are not anything recent. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so you know, when we're thinking about like, oh, the next TV show, the next uh, Netflix series, or the next podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking about where we draw the source material from. Um, yeah, that's. Really, I, I totally yeah. agree. And yeah, like I said, like I said, like for me, it's like I'm always watching every single Filipino mythology like related thing, just being like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. there's a D and D. Um, so I was like, what do you call it? Like a tabletop um module that somebody's made that's based on Filipino mythology. And I was like, I don't play that, but I'm gonna play it. <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we are kind of heading into like the end of this, um, the end of this live stream a little bit. But um, it has been extremely wonderful. Oh my God, Norma, you are here. You've this. I'm here. But yeah, yeah. Uh, we... I was, I'm so sorry. I just want to say like thank you so much, everybody, because this was an awesome. I love that we kind of just like stumbled into horror halfway through and just be like, this is my, <laughs> this is my house. Um, but yeah, it's great to meet everybody, and I think Norma's just gonna close off this um this particular show thank you yeah i'm gonna read our outro this was such a beautiful panel thank you all so much and i think we're all waiting for the show <laughs> yes um well thank you everyone for joining us for this live stream celebrating asian voices hosted by motsi doppel of the hainai podcast with special guest lee wihara of house of nyc and one of the founders of the asian american podcast association and john ju creator and host of Margin and Romance of the Three Kingdoms podcasts. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Storytelling Podcast Week has live stream sessions just like this one with top podcasters and storytellers from scripted fiction and nonfiction podcasts from around the world and across our imaginations. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Storytelling Podcast Week podcast, so make sure to check those out. 
If you joined late or want to have another listen to these amazing podcasters and storytellers, you can replay this live stream on Podbean's YouTube channel and on the Storytelling Podcast Week podcast. Storytelling Podcast Week is brought to you by Podbean, where a podcast and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. Thank you so much for joining us here today and stay tuned for next month's live panel from Storytelling Podcast Week on June 28th at 3 p.m. Eastern with Stories of Pride with Anna Deshawn of The Cube, some special guests from The Cube, and Nicholas McInerney of Rainbow Dads. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm going to so end much. the stream. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah.